Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. How do you do? I am Dan Day. Follow me. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. You can also follow us. Follow us at 560 WQAM. On the way, going to get some Joe Rose, Dan Lebetard, Stephen A. It's going to be a busy football weekend. But before we dive into that, let's head into some headlines. Melvin Gordon has ended his holdout and returned to the Chargers today, but is not expected to play against the Dolphins this Sunday. Tonight in the NFL, it's the Packers versus the Eagles at 820. ESPN has named LeBron James their third best player in the NBA. They will announce number one and two tomorrow. The Heat open their season next month. In the National League, the Braves, Nats, Cardinals, Brewers, and Dodgers have clinched a playoff spot when it comes to the American League, the Yankees, Twins, and Astros have punched their ticket to the postseason. Tonight at 7-10, the Marlins, who are not in playoff contention, play the Mets in New York. Canes coach Manny Diaz was not happy with yesterday's practice, so he stopped it momentarily and sent a message to the team that they need to improve. Miami has a bye week this week, but they play Virginia Tech at 3.30 on October 5th. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. The Panthers take on the Lightning tonight at 7 in what will be their final home game of the preseason at the BB&T Center. Big night last night in the city of Los Angeles. When it comes to the MLS, the LAFC clinched the Supporters' Shield with a 3-1 win over Houston, and the Galaxy behind Zlatan Ibrahimovic's goal clinched a playoff spot downing Real Salt Lake 2-1. And now... Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a Broward County man has been arrested for attempting to kill a jogger who he believes was stealing his wheelbarrow with a samurai sword. You know the old saying, samurai swords don't kill people. Florida man with samurai swords kill people. A woman was recently hospitalized after mistaking wasabi for avocado dip. I have a feeling about this. In a couple of days, she'll probably be back at the hospital for related causes on the other end of her body. Now on to weather brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for clear skies with temperatures around 80. For the best poker promotions in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Come win your share of $350,000 in monthly high-hand giveaways. That's more than $10,000 a day in high hands. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyliaPark.com for more info. This morning, Joe Rose Show talking to the QB. No, not Josh Rosen. No, not Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Canes' Jaron Williams. He was talking about QB criticism, grading himself, what he's working on most during practice, how he and Coach Enos are getting along, and another lax practice for the U. Jaron, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning. I'm, I'm doing good. I can't complain at all. You, we're doing great, but if you want to complain about being a little beaten up after that Central Michigan game, you can bitch, right. you can bitch to us a little bit if you want to. How are you feeling? 
Hey, I'm feeling good. I mean, it's part of the game. You know, it's part of the game. You're going to have games like that where, you know, you take some hits, but you got to get back up. So, you know, it's part of the game. Jaron, uh, after winning the, the three-way battle that was that was going on to see who the quarterback was going to be, I always wonder when you have that job, and we've been doing this for a while now, the quarterback criticism, you almost get treated like an NFL quarterback. What's it been like for you from social media to stuff said in uh, in the normal media? At this position, you know, especially at a place like this, you know, uh, the quarterback, you know, we're held to a very high standard. And, um, you know, I have a very high standard for myself. You know, all the criticism and stuff, you know, I, I just take it, you know, I, and I – try to learn from it and get better really you know i'm trying to perfect my game so you know everything that that coach and you know everything anything they say that i can learn from and get better from i take it and i try to apply it so you know jaron you know quarterback you played quarterback for a while you know the quarterback's always judged by wins and losses by this by that how do you grade yeah. yourself uh through a couple games this season as the starter now being coming the starter at university of miami through four games how do you grade yourself first first off of um you know i, I grade myself did i play good enough to win the game and you know we came up short uh two games so I, I didn't I didn't pass that grade. You know, I also grade myself on um, just being efficient, uh, making the right reads um, from play to play, and throwing good, accurate, catchable balls to my receivers, and just putting us in a good position to uh, score points. That's the second thing I grade myself on. Is uh, so really just decision making. You know, I feel like I've I've been I've been um, I've been doing good. You know, from week to week, just learning and, and um, you know from from game one to now, um, I feel like I've. I'm a lot more comfortable with the offense, and I feel like I'm not a better I'm not a better player mentally than I was uh, going into Game One. So I just got to keep getting better. What What are you working on the most, Jaron, with uh, with your game as you go through this? Coach Enos is working with you, and what's he want you working on the most right now going forward before the ACC kicks off? This really my pocket presence. Uh, I can continue to keep working on that, and just you know keeping my get my eyes. Um, what it needs to be and going to one progression to two progression all the way to my back, you know, just getting to those progressions quick. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll hang on to and just kind of expect it just to come open, kind of, you know, bag it open a little bit, but just going through my progressions. Um, and if nothing is there, you know, using my feet to extend the play and, and being smart with the football, just don't, don't give, don't turn the ball over. You know, if I, if I like three guys on one guy, you know, just throw it out of bounds. You know, if you can't get any yards with your feet. So just uh, just really playing smart and putting us in a, in a good position. Jaron, uh, Coach Enos got after you pretty good uh, with criticism. A lot of people were fired up about things he said to you. It was kind of a hot topic for there for a couple of days after he said, you know, he's got to play better. I expect more. How did you take yeah. it from the criticism after the, the Florida game? Uh, you know, I, I agree with him. You know, I, you know, I, just watching the tape, you know, that's not my best self. You know, I feel like I can put my best self out there that game. You know, he, he coaches really hard, and he's, you know, what I'm, what I'm capable of doing. And his standard for me is, is high as well, as well as for myself. So, you know, um, it's just very high expectations. And, you know, I got to hit those expectations you know, every time. So, you know, it starts in practice, too. It's really just making me better. Well, you know, you know, in the media or the fans, everyone's looking for the deep play, the play downfield, the deep ball. You want to get the, we know about the wide receivers you have on your left and your right. Yeah. How much, how much is that important to you to try to hit that deep play? We talked to Manny on Monday, as we always do, and we did talk mm -hmm. about chunk plays, 16 yard plays, 20, but the deep balls that you have with Jeff and all these other guys that you have on your left and your right, you're always looking for that, correct? Yeah. I mean, you, you got to take advantage of those, those plays because, you know, the defense, they don't give those away all the time you know they don't give those up all the time so you know when you're taking a shot you know we want to be efficient and that's something that we're working on and, and um we're getting better get better chemistry from game from week to week so 
you know, we're going to keep taking shots. It's, it's not going to stop. It's yeah. not going to stop. But you, know, you got to take what the defense gives you. Yesterday, another one of those practices. Man, I'm rolling my eyes when the coach comes out after and goes, huh, looked like last Wednesday, just flat, not in. Like, I, I don't understand. You got to help me for a team that hasn't done anything this year. Could easily be 4 0, but you're not. You're 2 and 2. Are you having mm-hmm. a motivational problem with practices? Or what's going on there? What do you see? The guys, like, we all we got to come out every day and compete 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 like as hard as ever and we know we know the level that we know the standard so you know when we're out there guys are you know kind of lax and, and not competing well you know we, we can all feel that you know the coaches felt it too and um you know that's why he he called us up like letting us know like we got to pick this thing up, you know. We need guys competing. We need guys going harder because it's going to translate to the game. You know, I, I feel like it's just it got a little lax yesterday, but you know, towards the end when Coach called us up, you know, uh, I feel like I got a lot of guys' attention, and the leaders had to speak up. You know, you got to uh, speak up and get guys going. You know, it's on me just as, as well as um, you know other guys too. But we just got to get everybody going. Let me ask you, we and Zach just brought this up about Jeff Thomas and and Mark Pope. How are those guys doing? I think we thought they're going to be a lot more big players plays down the field and some 40s and 50-yard plays. How are all those guys doing with, you know, three catches for 25 yards or 30 yards? How, you got to keep everybody up, or, or is it a pretty good group right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a, pretty, it's a really good group, actually. You know, those, those guys are very, very um, unselfish, and they're willing to do anything for the team. So, you know, whatever coach asks them to do, if it's a screen, if it's a hitch, you know, they're going to go out there and they're going to do it to the best of their ability and not complain at all about it. So, you know, those guys... They work. They've been working really hard too, but they're very unselfish. You know, they're the team first guys, so we don't really have that problem with them. You know, no pouting. Saying. Okay, no pouting. That's good. <laughs> we don't want any powders out there. No, no pouting at all. <laughs> Jaren, we talk a lot about the wide receivers. Of course, they get brought up a lot. But man, you have two tight ends and Jordan and Mallory. That uh, I think every quarterback in the country would love to have those two guys when they're on the field together or just separately. That are really good. And I'm not going to say crutches because these two guys are pretty are stars. But it's it's nice to have those two guys on the offense with you when you're on the field, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure any quarterback would, would uh, go to. But, yeah, I mean, they, they make it they make it a little bit more um, they make it a little bit more easy, like, because, you know, they're, they're matched up on linebackers a lot of times. And, and um, also, you know, that just makes crazy mismatches. And, you know, of course, we got stuff like KJ outside on the corners. So, when you have a lineup on a linebacker or will line up on a linebacker, you know, we look at that. I'm looking at my chops. Like, I'm like, this is a mismatch. Yeah. So, you know, working those, it helps the offense out a lot because it makes the defense, put, it puts more stress on the defense. That Joe Rose Show, it's on mornings, weekdays, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 560. The Joe, Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, those guys always making you feel good. Dan Lebitard always makes you feel good, always makes you smile, and every once in a while we'll sneak in some sports. He'll do just that next on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day want to wish a happy birthday to one of the biggest tennis stars in the world Serena Williams gold medalist from the Olympics Gary Hall Jr. who at one point made his home here in Miami and I once went surfing with him in Costa Rica not even gonna have to tell you who is the better surfer he was an Olympic gold medalist and the real-life Johnny Appleseed was born on this day in 1774. Kind of mixing sports and craziness. That's what Dan Levitard does. 10 to 1, weekdays, right here. And earlier today, he gave us a stat of the day, stat of the day. Then the Dolphins, stat of the day, stat of the day. A-Rod's Twitter inspiration, how to become a god in Central Florida. 
and a Lebitard license plate? We've got a couple of stats of the day. We've got the stat of the day that is more general about all of sports, and we've got a damning indictment of the Dolphins stat of the day that we're going to try and do daily until they do something other than stink. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Start of the day, start of the day, it is the start of the day. Courtesy of Mike Golick at ESPN Golick. We'll get to him in a second. Billy's outraged. If you ignored Patrick Mahomes' second-half stats, this season's past TD leaders would go Dak Prescott, 9, Mahomes, 8 in the first half, Matt Ryan, 8. Now we're tied for 8. Tied. So Mahomes is pretty good. You could take out what is uh, Billy mad about? What is Billy Because he doesn't think Mike Golick came up with that stat. Well, no, that's that's sort of the case. Look, I'm not going to besmirch Mike Golick, but I doubt that he was crunching numbers and looking that up. I feel like someone gave it to him. My problem is more, and we've discussed this before, the fact that we're giving credit to everybody for public information on stats. That was decent. But, Dan, week two, I saw this out there in social media. ESPN credited Trey Wingo with this stat. The Patriots have outscored their opponents 76-3 to in the first two games. That is not a stat that Trey Wingo came up with. Those are just facts. Right. He looked at the score for two weeks, right. and he did just, math, and right. then he said it, and then they're like, oh, yes. don't forget. Because, you know, the same way clearance works. Someone's like, we, we need to credit Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo said it first. We need to give Trey, Trey Wingo the credit. That is not a Trey Wingo stat. Okay, well, let's try uh, Let's try to give Antonio a, a stat. Let's, uh, let's make ESPN credit Antonio with a stat. Uh, I saw Chris swaggering around here earlier because – he created some of his own imaging for our new segment here, uh, the Dolphin uh, Daily Stink Stat of the Day. The Dolphins are bad. They make us feel really sad. So we read funny stats to make us laugh. That's right. They're bad. <laughs> that is that. terrible. I love it. That, you found the one thing on earth worse than the Dolphins. Very apropos, Dan, by the way. Stat of the day, credit me. In the second half this season, the Miami Dolphins have been outscored 68 to nothing. <laughs> so wait a minute. So wait a minute. Stats, so wait a minute. You're telling me that the Dolphins had the same success in the second half as Mahomes in Golik's stat when he's not playing. Yes, absolutely. So so Mahomes, you take away all of the stats that Mahomes has in the second half, he has as much production in terms of points as the Dolphins. They do. have something in common. Yes, there you go. It's the only thing that they have in common. The Dolphins have uh, have been outscored in terms of touchdowns this season, 18-1. to 1. They are doing tanking better than anyone has ever done uh, tanking in Football. Chris Cody is doing imaging better than anyone's ever done it in radio. It's as bad as anything I've ever heard in this medium. Wait a minute. You mean you because the first sound is a car crash. Let's hear it again. That's what's going on let's, with the let's dolphin. Hear it, let's, let's hear it again. The dolphins are bad. They make us feel really sad. So we read funny stats to make us laugh. Oh, that's so good. So good. All right. Put it on the poll, Antonio, at Levitard Show. 
Chris's foray into uh, production. <laughs> Good or bad? You really rhymed sad <laughs> with bad. Alex Rodriguez has gone to his Twitter account. He is in a fine, fine suit. He is carrying a fine, fine bag. He has a left hand in his pocket. I'm sure a perfectly manicured left hand in the pocket of his pants. He looks regal as hell standing in the street of New York City with very expensive sunglasses. And this is what he writes on Twitter. It's not enough just to want it. Go and get it. Don't wait on an opportunity. Create one. Don't hope today is your lucky day. Make it your lucky day. Step up, step up to the plate, lean in and go for it. Is that guy? Hashtag make it happen. I just got goosebumps. I love that guy. Did you? That is not helpful. Where are the steroids in that? Don't wait for them to come to you. Go get them. That's right. Don't wait for the steroids <laughs> to show up at your door. Go get them. I'm just here for all things Alex Rodriguez leading us into perspective and wisdom and knowledge in sports so that we can better understand how to live our lives through sports. I'm here for all of that. Can you argue? Things have worked out for him perfectly. We should be taking his advice. Yeah. He owns the world right now, Alex Rodriguez. Does he not? So who better to give advice than him? I feel like he's turned the corner at at first, he was just like, guys, everyone like me. But now he feels that he's he feels the love. So now he's just like, now I can tell you how to really live. It's very Tony Robbins, right? <laughs> he, there was some real self-help there. Uh, I don't know if you guys are watching this show on, on Showtime. It is an unusual show. I think it's called How to Become a God in Central Florida. But the uh, lead cult leader of uh, scamming speaks like this. The lead cult leader, uh, oh, what's his name? Obi something. I don't know. It's a funny guy with a funny mustache. Uh, he speaks into a microphone and he cons people out of their money with, it's not enough just to want it. Go and get it. Don't wait on an opportunity. Create one. Don't hope today is your lucky day. Make it your lucky day. Step up to the plate. Lean in and go for it. Hashtag make it happen. Billy, are you inspired? Are I you am. You make your own luck. I mean, what's wrong with this? If you're just sitting around, nothing's going to happen. Make well, he's, it happen. He's not sitting around. He's standing in a street in a suit in New York making nothing happen other than a selfie. <laughs> well, he's making a street stop so A-Rock can take that picture. I mean, a lot of traffic behind him. You see it? He seems to do whatever he wants in the streets of New York, huh? Like a couple of weeks ago, he was playing catch with Gronk, and they were just throwing footballs over traffic, over pedestrians. Not a care in the world. Just, you know, hanging out with the it's bar. Funny you should do whatever say, we want. It's funny you should say that because some of these athletes have such a wonderful life of freedom in that regard. Kobe Bryant wanted to cut the drive short in traffic to practice so he either did or was thinking about buying a helicopter but everyone knows that kobe bryant all over los angeles parked his lamborghini wherever the hell he wanted to <laughs> like he would just park and he would go and do whatever kobe had to do and he wouldn't get towed anywhere in los angeles he would just park it but who wouldn't do that if they could do that anyone would you do it i i think we all would uh, i i think all of us would do that i think you're doing it oh is what I'm, I, saying. I'm doing some of that now i do that in certain segments in Miami. I thought I had that pull in Miami, too. I got a ticket. The thing is, in L.A., there's a lot of Lamborghinis flying around, so how do you know that that flying? one's Kobe's? They're flying. They're flying. How do you know that one's Kobe's, right? Instead of like, hey, Brad Pitt just parked his Lamborghini here. I don't know. You know his license plate says Mamba or something like something that. Something like yes. that, right? My guess is that there's a reason. Uh, yes, you're right. There probably are Lamborghinis all over, uh, all over Los Angeles, but my guess is there's probably... 
hey, it could be a note on the windshield. Hey, this is Mamba's. Don't move it. Chris, get a Lebitard license plate. A Lebitard license plate. That is classic. Can't wait to see one around the 305 area code, no matter whether it's on a Lamborghini or a Hoopty. Classic right there. Of course, that Dolphins stat of the day, always exciting. Dolphins, Los Angeles Chargers. Still kind of hard to say it, but I get it. Los Angeles Chargers, Dolphins right here in Miami. Kickoff at 1 o'clock Sunday. You can hear it right here on 560 The Joe with the pregame, the postgame, and the whole game. Stephen A. Smith getting you ready for the whole game tonight. Thursday night football next on the Best of the Joe Show. Back with the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I happen to be Dan Day. Thanks for joining. Won't you follow on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. When I get off from here, whoo, I'm going to be running out to Las Rosas right outside of Wynwood. They got a band called Big Brave playing for absolutely free. Won't you come out? We'll drink some cheap beer and listen to some good music. Stephen A. Smith. It's music to my ears when he rants, so you know I'm listening from 1 to 3 right here on 560 The Joe on weekdays because he's always ranting. Earlier, he got us ready for tonight's Thursday night football matchup, saying you got to fight through the allergies. Aaron freaking Rodgers, too much heat on Carson Wentz. It's time to say they're the urgent Eagles and pay Prescott. Let's make sure we understand something, and something really, really good. And if I sound a little bit hazy or whatever, my allergies are acting up, I apologize. That's how it goes sometimes, y'all. That's how it goes. When I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and they're going up against these Packers, the Packers, for once under Aaron Rodgers, hasn't appeared to be that explosive. 286.7 yards per game. That's fifth worst in the league. They're only scoring 19.3 points per game. That ranks 23rd. And all three offenses that the Eagles have faced thus far this season have been more prolific than them. But they don't have that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Washington, Atlanta, Detroit, they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And how long do you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to struggle? He's got a new coach. And along with having a new coach, let us please understand that Aaron Rodgers is eventually going to figure it out. He's just trying to get along, y'all. I got news for you. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. If you think for one second that any level of ineptitude that he may be putting on display at this particular moment in time is going to last, you need to get your head examined. Or you need to get a history lesson in who the hell Aaron Rodgers is and what he is all about. He's only completed 61% of his passes right now. Four touchdowns. Notice he hasn't had an interception, though. He doesn't beat himself. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. And while I'm willing to concede that times have changed, that Patrick Mahomes is that new dude on the block talent-wise, let's be very, very clear. Aaron Rodgers is something special. Still got Devontae Adams. Still got Geronimo Allison. Still has Scantling. He's Aaron freaking Rodgers. And I got news for you. You better pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. He's coming. If you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you have to hope and pray beyond hope and prayer that Aaron Rodgers continues to struggle for week four of this NFL season. This week, we'll officially be 25% into the 2019 NFL season. Let me tell you something about these Philadelphia Eagles right now. I think Carson Wentz is getting too much too much heat and too much blame. Have you not seen the passes that the Eagles have dropped? Have you not seen it? It's white side. You know, you just look at it. It's, I mean, him, Aguilar, fumbles all over. I mean, the Eagles have been a mess. I can't point the finger at Carson Wentz. I'm watching this brother fling the football. He's putting it right where it belongs. And cats ain't getting it done. Plain and simple. 11 dropped passes this season, most in the National Football League. That's what Carson Wentz has been suffering from. And we're going to sit up there and talk about his 61% completion percentage? Come on! It ain't his fault! 
Carson Wentz, when healthy, is a bad brother. He's something special. He can really, really play. And I really, really think that we got to look at this and just cut the guy a break. Because I really, really don't believe it's fair. I look at him right now and I'm saying, listen, the Eagles got to get it together. Because let me be very, very clear with what I'm about to say. If the Philadelphia Eagles lose tonight's game, there's no way in hell they're winning the NFC East. Now, obviously, a lot has, it has to do with injury. When you look at the situation with Jackson going down, with Alshon Jeffrey going down, with Goddard going down, and both of them missing the vast majority of the last two games, both losses, that's a problem. So we can't ignore that. We really can't. There's no way around it. But nobody cares. The Dallas Cowboys haven't suffered that malady. Randall Cobb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, the offensive line. People talking about, oh my goodness, they're not blocking for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. Excuse me. He holds on to the ball. He scrambles outside of the pocket. Chances are, in most instances, you got folks assuming that he done got rid of the football already. Could that have something to do with it? I think so. That's the way I look at it. So what's up with this notion, this belief that suddenly Carson Wentz don't know how to play quarterback? He holding on to the ball too long. They're not blocking for him. They don't want to play for him. I don't get that from the Philadelphia Eagles at all. They could have easily been 3-0 and right now. It's not good that they lost to Atlanta. It's not good that they lost to Detroit. But let me tell you something. They could easily be 3-0 and right now. But they are not. And meanwhile, the Dallas Cowboys are rolling. And so if you're the Eagles, you got to take a stand right now. You got to look at your ninth-ranked offense. You got to say, we got to do something. Eagles are 29th against the pass. That is bad news for a secondary about to go up against Aaron Rodgers. I'm here to tell you. That is a problem. And I usually don't bet against my man Aaron Rodgers, but I'm hoping he loses tonight because I think his season will be just fine. It's the Eagles that are on the brink. And make no mistake about it, it's a brink because it's not too early. If they lose and the Dallas Cowboys win this Sunday against New Orleans, the Eagles are three games back. You combine that with the fact that you get two against Dallas, you'd have to win both. And then, oh, by the way, you'd still be a game back if you won both. This is, this is urgent. And then when you scour the NFC, let's look at this. You gotta have a division winner, right? That's automatically going to the playoffs. So whether it's New Orleans in the NFC South, the LA Rams in the West, you let's say, for example, hypothetically, it would be Chicago in the North. And then you had Dallas. Well, your wild card spot, you're competing with Seattle, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Atlanta for the wild card spot at this particular moment in time. That's four different teams outside of yourself. Five all together. Where do you think the Eagles' chances are getting in the playoffs under those conditions? I would say they're not very good. So it's incredibly imperative that the Philadelphia Eagles win tonight. You Miles Sanders can't be dropping the ball. Can't be dropping the ball, can't be fumbling the ball. I'd like to see Darren Sproles more involved, personally. Alshon Jeffrey, welcome back. Nelson Aguilar, no more dropped passes. Mac Hollins, no more dropped passes. J.J. Sega whiteside no more dropped passes, damn it! It was two Sunday! And can we pray beyond prayer that Deshaun Jackson will hurry up, get his butt back on that lineup? Because good God, do they need him. They really, really need Deshaun Jackson. They need that deep threat, creating space underneath for Zach Ertz. So the Philadelphia Eagles offense... Devoid of a stout running game, by the way. There's no Ezekiel Elliott on their roster. Can get back to doing what it does. Generating points through the air. That's what they need to do. It's time for the Dallas Cowboys to pay Dak Prescott. You see, as I watch Daniel Jones. I mean, John, did you know he got a nickname now? Danny Dimes. You know that? Danny Dimes. One game. One game! Brother got a nickname. Reminds you of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? When 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 my girl Molly Caram and everybody else was calling him Jimmy G. And then we saw that video of him in L.A. out with a porn star. So I called him Porn Star Jimmy. 
I like that nickname much, much better, by the way. So we have a situation where we look at and we fast forward to Daniel Jones. Danny Dunn plays for the New York Giants, plays one game, comes out of Duke, drafts the sixth overall, plays one game, throws over 300 yards, throws for two touchdowns, runs for two more. An impressive showing, an impressive beginning. No doubt we wish him nothing but luck because the better the Giants is, the better football in the New York Tri-State area is. And that's all good. But here is where we have a problem. So we want to rave about him and just bypass Dak Prescott, huh? We just want to look at Dak Prescott, who's completing seven, better than 70% of his passes, who's undefeated, who's watched as Jalen Smith has gotten paid, Lil Collins has gotten paid, Ezekiel Elliott has gotten paid, all by Jerry Jones. But your starting QB, the successor to Tony Romo, who has not missed a single game or a single start, in 51 tries, in his three years and three games that he's been the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He shows up to work every day. He's a consummate professional every day. He's a two-time pro bowler. He's winning more games than he's losing. He's gotten you to the postseason twice, and he's in line to get a contract in the ballpark of about 130 to $140 million. Russell West, Russell Wilson is the highest paid quarterback at 35 million. Ben Roethlisberger is number two this year at 34 million. Dak Prescott just quietly goes about the business of showing up, handling his business. And you going to send him out on the football field, Jerry and Steven Jones with $2 million? You're going to do that to him? You know good and damn well he could get hurt this Sunday. You know good and damn well how violent of a sport football is. Ezekiel Elliott has gotten himself suspended. He's gotten himself in trouble. What happens? You still go out and pay him. Lel Collins was a member of that offensive line that looked suspect for you last year. You went out and pay him. And by the way, I have no problem with either of them getting paid. I would have paid both of them because I believe Ezekiel Elliott deserves it. Lel Collins deserves it. I got it. And you want to procrastinate with the wide receiver? That's predictable. It makes sense. That happens with wideouts in the National Football League. I get it. But your star quarterback, who is a star, who has been nothing but a consummate professional and a model citizen for your franchise for the last three years and three games, that Dak Prescott, you're going to sit up there and make this young brother wait to get his money. I think the Dallas Cowboys should be ashamed of themselves. I really, really do. The man is completing 74.5% of his passes, 920 passing yards, Nine touchdowns, just two interceptions, a quarterback passer rating of 128. What's the problem? Y'all going to just throw him out there, huh? And you weak, pathetic, preoccupied Dallas Cowboy fans, just the trifling people that y'all are, knowing that you've got a gem like this, y'all don't even appreciate him. Y'all make me sick. Got me up here defending a Cowboy. I mean, what the hell has this world come to? I am defending a Dallas Cowboy. Dak Prescott not only deserves his money, he deserves it now. Right now. He's earned it. We sitting up in here in New York acting like Daniel Jones is Dak Prescott. We've got commentators and pundits on the air right now talking about how Daniel Jones is better than Baker Mayfield. He's one of the best young quarterbacks is after one game. Brother didn't even have a chance to pass gas or burp. And y'all already raving about him. Dak Prescott just comes to work every day. Does the interviews the way he's supposed to. Answers questions the way he's supposed to. Practices the way that he's he's supposed to. And performs at a relatively elite level right now. I got him number two in league MVP voting right now. Throwing for 920 yards, nine touchdowns, just two interceptions. Has a 3-0 and record. I got him number two right now to Patrick Mahomes. And we all know why Patrick Mahomes is number one. He's also 3-0. He's thrown for 1,195 yards. 
He's got 10 touchdowns, not a single interception, completing 71.9% of his passes. He's on pace to pass for 6,000 yards this year to break Peyton Manning's all-time single-season passer record of 5,400-plus yards by a 1,000 yards. That Patrick Mahomes, that is the only reason Dak Prescott right now is not the leading candidate for league MVP honors. Only reason. Only reason. And y'all going to just sit here. And ignore this brother like this. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself, you stinking low-life cowboy fans. Y'all make me sick. All is bloviated by everything cowboys. Cowboys, cowboys. Eh, 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 eh. We them boys. We making noise. But when it comes to Dak Prescott, you quiet. Quiet as a mouse. Won't even come to his defense. I got some of you stinking no good cowboy fans calling up to this show. I don't know about Dak, man. I mean, you know, I don't know about him, you know. I mean, he, he, I, he, I, Stephen A, but you know, I just don't know if he that dude, I just don't know if he the one. Never mind that he had Scott Linehan. Never mind that there was no Amari Cooper. Never mind that he had Cole Beasley as a slot receiver instead of Randall Cobb, even though Cole Beasley is actually doing a good job in Buffalo right now, who's also undefeated. Never mind all of that. Oh, no, Stephen A. I mean, come on, dog. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. Oh, shut up. Y'all are pathetic. There's one of the reasons why you ain't going to win. I'm trying to tell you something right now. This is football. It's incredibly violent. You don't send your star quarterback out there wondering about his contract when he's been the model of consistency that Dak Prescott has been for this franchise. I like Jerry Jones. That's my buddy. Steven Jones, I like him too. In the offseason, we're going to go out for a drink or something. I like those guys. But I disagree with them here. All joking aside, you don't wait to pay Dak. You got to pay him now. He should have been paid before Ezekiel Elliott. He really should have. That's going to about do it for the best of the Joe Show. Run back some of the best Joe Rose audio, Dan Lebitard and Stephen A. Smith from earlier in the day. Going to be doing it again tomorrow night like we do on most weeknights from 6 to 7 right here on 560 The Joe WQAM. Of course, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. Or you can go to the radio.com app. Or you can go to our website, WQAM.com. You can even follow us on Twitter at 560 WQAM. And you can follow me at Dan Day Radio. I'm going to step out for a minute, and then I'm going to go work on the Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers that we play every Friday on the Hawkman and Crowder show from 3 to 6 right here on this radio station. It's some funny stuff. It's going to be some great stuff. Then when I get done working on that, I am out to Las Rosas here in Miami to check out Big Brave. Won't you join me? We'll have cheap beers. We'll have good music. We'll have a whole lot of fun. If not, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, whole lot of fun right here with the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.